Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Trigger for episode number four. I'm your host, Zachary Clark. With me, as usual, is my co-host, Adam Furman, and I'm coming to you live from the desolate surface of the moon. Adam, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, uh, doing okay. Doing yes. okay. Um, just okay? Yeah. yeah. It's Friday night. You should be what like th three long burritos <laughs> in by now. Uh, yeah, well, those long burritos are each 25 ounces, so that'd be, <laughs> be like 75 ounces of 8%. Uh, no, I wouldn't be able to be here and form coherent sentences. That's quitter talk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got a good show lined up tonight. There's been some interesting uh, things happening in the news today. And some uh, fun resolutions to some mysteries. Oh, resolutions? Oh, yeah. So, it's going to be a real good time. Not only that, um, we might even talk about the Postal Service again. I know that's a hot topic nowadays. Yeah, it's weird. That's sort of weird. I mean, I guess uh, the president's trying to steal the election away from the Democrats who are trying to steal the election away using the mail. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's going to steal it first? <laughs> Who indeed? Let's find out tonight. <laughs> One interesting thing I did say, apparently the mayoral election is going to be next year. I didn't know that. I, for some reason, I thought it was the same cycle as the governor of our great state, and it would be in 2022. But apparently not. And apparently next year we're going to get this guy running. 17-year-old high school senior running for mayor of the town. Brennan Hills as a Democrat. I dug into his platform a little bit. It seems like he doesn't have much to say about anything. It could be because he's only <laughs> 17 years old and he doesn't know anything. And it could it could be. <laughs> but well, who knows? It doesn't know anything. Uh, I mean, he hasn't been hit with the freight train that is life. Is is I think what you mean? Maybe he'll distinguish himself in the election. Uh, hard to say, though. Uh, I did read in the article that apparently Mayor Moore hasn't decided he's going to run again. And so he thinks his candidacy and, uh, and the chances of him winning are largely dependent on if the mayor runs for re-election again for a third term. Goes all FDR on us. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, do they have debates on local, like local debates? That'd be fun to see. I don't think so, but that would be interesting. You know what I say? Like it would be interesting. Yeah, I would go to those. We'd have to have uh, our triggered media correspondent go to the Quincy mayoral candidate debates. Yeah, I mean, well, he's he's kind of unreliable, but yeah, we we would have to see if 
he can get up off his butt and do it. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, it's a pretty good worst. But he did fact check all the stuff for this thing, so if anything's wrong, you know, it's not our fault. It's that guy. But no, I, do, I do say yeah, be him. going all FDR on us, but I did see the other day. So, And I don't know, because I could swear that this guy had died. But for my hometown of Mo <laughs> Molnir, the very hammer of Thor, there's an old guy who's a uh, retired uh, high school teacher, Mr. Kniep. And I was, for whatever reason, I can't even, oh, what it was, it was that there was a fire in my near the other day, uh, burning an apartment building. And the news article I wrote on it, Reference Mayor Kniep. And I'm like, that's got to be his kid. There's no way Mr. Kniep is still alive. If so, he's been mayor for like 70 years. <laughs> if anybody in chat knows Was it if, him? <laughs> if Mr. Kniep is still alive and still the mayor of my near, <laughs> please let us know. But that's not the only local news in the news today. But oh, the yes. fallout of the president's call to ban uh, to boycott Goodyear tires was hidden home for our very own Titan Wheel. Uh, <laughs> Titan uh, uh, wasn't very happy because they were afraid that they were going to lose a bunch of business because they. Uh, manufacture the farm brand of Goodyear tire, apparently. Yes. Right. It's like, hey, we're Goodyear, not that Goodyear. Yeah. It's, it's not <laughs> it's the same. It's a whole different thing. Still buy our it's tires. Not... It's, a different, yeah. Yeah. it's a different brand within the same. Yeah. Yes. The same, Please what look at the... <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's like, Please pay attention to the, the President Trump sign out in front of our factory that's yeah. been there for the past five years. We don't support any <laughs> of that uh, social justice nonsense. People should just be respectful. I don't know. I don't buy farm tires from anybody, so I'm really not in this fight. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah but there's a lot of farmers around here that do. That's true. Uh but whenever I need tires, I go get them used at the Delta uh, Delta Tire Warehouse down on your block. Oh, yeah. Out on my block? Yeah. Yeah, that's like 10 bucks for a, a, a quote, new-to-you tire. I got, like, a, almost a brand-new tire there for, like, $50 one time. It was amazing. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, I actually, since <laughs> that's right down the block, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say who, someone popped the tire, and, uh, <laughs> and so it was like, uh, so I had to go ahead <laughs> and bring the van there, and uh, it was like, uh, you know, I guess I could have taken the tire off, but I figured it was right down the street, so I was just, it was right rolled up there. <laughs> I'm like, hey, can you guys change this? They're like, yeah, we heard you coming. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, and they got you fixed yeah, up. Yeah, I just like. It's weird, because yeah. I think that might be where they ship off their convict employees. Because they wouldn't, uh, they weren't allowed to process my credit card there. 
all sorts of weird stuff. Oh, uh, that could also be like a <laughs> terms of service violating like, some uh, merchant. Yeah, I don't thing. know. They might have what like, like you have to pay extra to have a second card processor thing. Yeah, or one of those second HD boxes if you have Comcast or whatever. Yeah, who knows? I had to run to the ATM and, and get cash money. Who carries cash money nowadays? Tell you what, not me. <laughs> did, did you get that receipt? <laughs> Receipts? That's how the government tracks you. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was a... Uh, I had to, a little bit off topic. I had to, uh, for a landlord-tenant uh, course that I took in law school, I had to visit eviction court. Uh, that was an assignment. I had to, and then write a one-page reaction paper. Uh, and so I decided to do it on the day I didn't have any classes, which was a Friday. So I went to, I can't remember if it was, uh, maybe DuPage County Courthouse. And uh, I went in there, and it was a uh, uh, pro se defendant day. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, those are the <laughs> those are the defendants who represent themselves. They don't have an attorney uh, necessarily. Um, and so, uh, one of the one of the ladies who were being evicted, she rose a stink because her landlord was there, and uh, the, the judge is given questions about, oh, or how far are you behind on your rent? And uh, she said she wasn't behind at all. And he's like, well, then why are we here? And the landlord said that she was behind. And she goes, nope, I paid I paid all, all my rent. My rent's all due. Uh, my, my rent's all paid up in full. And uh, the judge goes, okay, do you have receipts for that? And she goes, no, I don't have any receipts. He's like, why don't you have any receipts? Do you have, like, uh, check stubs or check images for that? And she goes, no, he only accepts cash. And he's like, oh, so then you do have the receipts. And he goes, she goes, no, he doesn't issue receipts. And he looks, he just, I'll never forget the look on his face when he turned to the landlord. He's just like, is this true? And he, and the landlord nods. He's like, yeah, I don't issue receipts. I only accept cash. And he's like, no. <laughs> Case dismissed. Uh, no eviction. <laughs> you need to change your practices. There's no proof. No proof she's not paying her rent. Injustice uh, happened so, that day in that court, and that poor landlord was unduly put upon by that scandalous lady. Uh, she took it because yeah. she knew <laughs> that when she went to court that day and said that there was uh, no proof she didn't pay. That she she was irate that she was there. I, I feel like that's the most, <laughs> most of the people that are straight. in court. They are uh, not very happy about having to take the day and do stuff. I gotta get off work early and go to the court for a fifteen-minute status hearing. Oh no, she was like all she was all done up. She had you know she <laughs> she was uh, one of the most dressed-up people there. She was ready to fight. You know. She can afford all that fancy clothes. She can afford to pay her rent on time. <laughs> well, she did. We don't know if she did. Or at least, uh, they don't, that, that, hey, that's what no the judge decided, so that's what happened in fact. <laughs> no, he just found that a, a eviction wasn't warranted. Because whatever the standard of proof, the burden is likely on the landlord there.
I don't know. I've never been to eviction court before. That was my only time. There's interesting stuff, uh, and as part of the COVID relief, I think that they uh, made some procedural changes to the pleadings to make it even more uh, burdensome on the landlords. But it was something like, I thought this was already the case, but I guess I was wrong, that along with your petition to evict or whatever, you have to include all of the exhibits of the notices and the dates on which notice was given in order to comply with the, the housing laws. If you didn't know. Yeah, you already have to do that. You yeah, already have to do that. That's what I thought. And then JB was up on there. He's like, this is going to make it way better for... Unless it was, unless it's just like a best practices versus local rules and and whatnot, but that's, I mean, honestly, that's what when I've when I've crafted them, I would put those in exhibits, because how else are you gonna? I mean, you want to? I, I don't. Know, I I want it done fast. Like I want it all in one package. Here's your petition with everything in it. Here's all the proof. We don't have to put anyone on the stand or anything necessarily. Yeah. So I guess it was all sham. Oh, JB again, he got us. Oh, that JB Pritzker. Oh, that, that. <laughs> well, in <laughs> good news, in good news, <laughs> you may not have seen this, but this was right off of the scanner. <laughs> Ronald McDonald we really got his... need your, our guy to get on with that soundboard. Oh my gosh. I, uh, he was looking at soundboards and they were all terrible and they didn't have anything that was good. So we're just going to make our scus, 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 Scanner Radio, I pulled off this article, followed up the mysterious Ronald McDonald beheading. Oh no. The mystery solved. It was an idiot child who was trying to pull a prank. <laughs> Moving the Ronald McDonald statue, <laughs> and as he did, the head broke off. So he was all afraid. As soon as the head broke off, he snatched it and ran. This all sounds made up to me, by the way, but this is what it was. Anyway, he felt guilty, turned himself in, brought the head back, reattached. I think it's a false flag operation. Because the Ronald McDonald statue uh, proprietor said he wasn't going to press charges. A, a child doesn't need this crime following him around. And everybody's talking about his statue and him. He's in the news twice in a week. Yeah, well, we had that hard-hitting piece last week, so. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying that this is a scam. What they're doing is they're making it up. It's all lies. What is real? <laughs> we're like a man in a cave, man. And we're like looking out of the cave. And then it's like those things we see, man, from inside the cave. That's yes, like the shadows we, on the grass. We think it's real, man. But it's not really the shadows real. shadows on the grass as we stand. And the sun passes over us. The shadows on the grass are actually us, and we are the real zombies, or something. 
zombie by the cranberries? I don't know. With their tanks and their bombs and their bombs and their gongs in your head and your head. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Zombie by the cranberries. Well, I mean, I don't know. As far as crimes go in the area, though, this is pretty mild. Unlike the other crime that happened. Quadruple homicide. What? They, did you hear about that lady? Oh. Rain of light, going down Broadway. Rain into her yeah. car. Killed a bunch of people. They, uh, old Gary Farha fired up the grand jury and got indictments for first degree murder. That was actually surprising because uh, it's a high burden. That's what I said, I as you can see. <laughs> I cannot see that. It is very small on my screen. I cannot right. read that. Old Matt here. If I, if I, <laughs> he works If I lean way. forward, it's going to look like I'm using... <laughs> there you go. I still can't read it. <laughs> Matt Hopf. Breaking an Adams County grand jury has indicted Natasha McBride on four counts of first-degree murder in connection with last week's crash that killed four people. The grand jury also died her on several other charges. They had lesser includes. There's like a reckless homicide included too when I read the article. So I think that they're just trying to do a thing. But I asked him, do you know the grounds for the first degree murder charge? Because I'm like, I don't know if it's possible to prove intent from any kind of traffic accident unless you're like running up on the curb to intentionally try to ram somebody down. If you're like charging yeah, your car well, there's to a also, protest or something like that. If you're just driving on your know. phone or whatever, not paying attention, speeding too fast and running a red light. It's like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to try to hit somebody. That's why I think first degree murder. So I thought maybe it was some kind of felony yeah. murder thing they were doing. Well, right. That or, I mean, I can't read what he says. Maybe it's a, he says. Uh, if there's something connected to uh, any, like, uh, illegal substances that could elevate the charges, but I don't know about first could, degree. No, no, it couldn't. <laughs> How could it elevate the charges if you're high to better form I, intent? Because you, would, I don't remember. I was, I was tainted. My, my expertise and my knowledge of criminal law has been forever tainted, based off of my law professor, who she's a brilliant woman. Erroneously. No, Brilliant it, was, woman. it was all wrong. Taught us everything I thought it has to deal with something her. with like the in, you intended, like you intended to use the substance, and then you committed a crime, so the intent goes to your. Anyways, what does he say? He says he clarifies, and he says that traveling at a high rate of speed and violating a traffic signal would create a strong probability of death or great bodily harm. It does not sound like first-degree murder. That's what I thought. I don't think they can get her on that. But the no, that sounds like not. Yeah, it's just at worst. I don't even. I think you could do that. Second-degree murder would be you had the intent to kill or whatever, but there were some extenuating circumstances that mitigate you down from first-degree. 
Like you caught the guy in bed with your wife. Ah, oh, passion murdered. Second degree. Yeah. I was. Go I, I wanted to kill him. That's exactly what I wanted to do. It was intentional. But it was because I was so enraged. Right. Here, and the, the for those of you who don't know, first degree murder uh, requires intent to kill. And intent can be found either by showing that a person's uh, had like a target and they were trying to kill him, like, you know, mob assassination style, first degree murder. Or if you uh, take a gun and you shoot at a crowd of people, yet you maybe not had any intentional target, uh, but you knew that there's a strong possibility if you did that, you're going to shoot somebody and they could die. First degree murder. If you're driving down right. the road, I guess I don't know. Let's imagine well, this. Explain oh, felony murder, too. A felony and the felony murder, first degree murder, if you're like uh, committing a burglary and then you shoot some homeowner and kill him, first degree murder. Yes. Uh, what is it? If you commit, if you if you cause the death of a person in the in the commission of a felony or something, right? Yeah, force, the deal? a forcible felony. So forcible other felony. than second, so not, degree not counterfeiting. If you commit second degree murder, uh, you can't count that as the forcible felony for a first degree murder charge. No, you uh, you're stealing an i uh, five hundred dollar seven hundred dollar phone from an elderly lady. On a train platform, and she falls. And she falls, she falls on the off rails. the platform and dies. First felony murder. murder. Felony murder. Charge. Felony murder. Yeah, well, it's first degree murder, but it's they colloquially. Yeah, well, it's like fast. Yeah, it's fast track to fel uh, first degree. Yeah, but so uh, so I guess uh, here's what I would do, and I could see this. I guess uh, if you would. Uh, Fix the scenario. So take out all these messy real-world facts and unknowns and unknowables. Because I believe some of the article talked about how she claimed she was not paying attention. It was on her cell phone at the time, etc., etc. Really establishing all the hallmarks of acting recklessly, but it not with intent to kill or it with intent to do something that was specifically so dangerous that it you knew it would kill somebody. But, let's say you were driving like a hundred and you saw a red light and you weren't planning on stopping and you intentionally ran a red light going a hundred miles an hour. I think that you might be able to get there. It's very strange though. Yeah. No, there's a... Uh, I. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, there was a couple, and, and maybe it happens every now and then, but I definitely remember in law school, there was a handful of cases in, uh, in, in like instances in Chicago where there were cars that would turn around on the interstate and go the wrong way. At high speeds. Like, <laughs> it happened to me one time. I mean, that's kind of. I didn't go the wrong way. But I was driving on the interstate. I'm like, well, those lights seem awfully close. So, oh my gosh, they're in, they're on this side. Oh, jeez. 
I don't know, probably drunk or whatever. I called the 911. The lady told me that, oh, they're already on it. So, whatever. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. It's, it's fine. We got it. Yeah. She's probably tired of people calling her about it. <laughs> oh, Jesus, idiot. Now I've got like 90 calls, all these people driving past him. All right, we know. We know. <laughs> just <laughs> unplug the, the phone for a dispatch. <laughs> We're not accepting any more calls tonight. No, no, my store's bigger. I'm shut up. Hang up. <laughs> uh, let's watch some. <laughs> I'm going to watch some primetime now. <laughs> Finally. Uh, <sighs> that's the good stuff. It's just like the panel's completely lit up. People calling. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, 911 dispatchers take their job first, seriously. Very dedicated part of the uh, law enforcement uh, team. Wouldn't want to disparage any of those people. But I will disparage this guy. <laughs> Chicago police are searching for a man who has stabbed four homeless men. One fatality since early July. We have a serial killer oh my. on our hands in the city of Chicago. And he's on camera. This is the guy. If you've seen this man, please report him to the authorities. Do, uh, do not approach him. No. Uh, he's considered he's, armed today. He has a knife, obviously. Yeah. Unless you know uh, jujitsu or something. Or you're uh, a lawfully concealed carry citizen. You can make a citizen's arrest. I've heard oh, those things dude. exist. No, you never want to do knife versus gun. <laughs> I've I've heard about those scenarios. It's like oh, if, if you're within uh, 15 feet, you're dead. If they've got a knife, they just charge 15 you. 15 feet? Yeah, they they close can close the distance faster than you can pull the gun and shoot them. Yeah, what was that uh <laughs> the Irishman, right? Al, Al Pacino. If they've got a knife, you run away. You got a gun, you charge them. Yeah. They, no, uh, not actual advice. <laughs> right. Well, you got to back up real fast. Uh, we have a commenter who says, "Gun beats knife," and I, I'm going to text text back in here. No, no. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the thing. It's not rock, pa rock paper, scissors. No, well, I mean, I don't know because it's a very dynamic situation. But if they can get to you before you can get a round off into them, and even then, depending on how you shoot them, one, what's going on? One round, you know, depending on what you've got, you might need to. <laughs> you might need. Uh, Nine, or whatever, because nine's the max, right? No more than nine. Or that's not in Illinois yet. Extended clips and whatever that are banned, because who would need nine rounds? Oh, no. What do, you, what do you need more than one bullet for? Are you such a bad shot that you can't hit a guy? <laughs> I just pull out my... my my dangerously sawed-off shotgun that's, like, this long. <laughs> but it's still a shotgun, so I count it as a long gun. 
like Dennis Leary in Demolition Man. Okay. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen the film Demolition Man? I have not. No, I have not seen Demolition Man. <sighs> man, man. This was a Wesley Snipes and <laughs> Sylvester Stallone vehicle. Oh, that sounds good. It's really good. It's like in a uh, post-apocalypse but utopian society. It even has Sandra Bullock in it. It's really good. Super corny. Uh, like 90s action stuff going on. Nice. Those are the best. Excellent film. Kids out there, if uh, you don't know, now you know. You gotta, you gotta look that up. That film's great. Well, we talked about this the other day. Old Ren and Stimpy and how terrible that show was. I didn't like it. So, uh, they're like, let's bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy reboot will reimagine the Nicktoon more than two decades later. How do you reimagine garbage? I mean... I don't know. It's like, oh, guess what? Uh, here's a, here's a cap. Is that, they are, they're actually in a cap box right there, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Audio. Oh, oh, I can't use that. How can you reimagine a cap box? It's automated now. I guess you don't have to touch it. I don't know. I imagine it will be absolute trash, and they're just trying to cash in on the member berries. Do you guys remember Rin and Stimpy? You liked that show when you were 10? <laughs> no, Watch it now, 40 I couldn't. I was not allowed to watch that, uh, probably for good reason, because I was, I don't know, probably like five or six when it was on. But, you know, and you're kid, it's a cartoon, so it's meant for kids, right? And uh, I remember being like, oh... I want to watch it. I was told I, wasn't told, I was told I can't watch it. And then, like, later on when I became a teenager, there was, like, reruns on some, like, well, I don't know, it was syndicated somewhere. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it. I'm like, this is this is disturbing, and it's trash, and it's garbage. That's coming from, like, a 14, 15-year-old. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely uh, didn't like the show. But this, again, just like that Fresh Prince reboot, I don't know who this is for. I don't know. You know, I... Dark and gritty, red and stimpy. Yeah. If, uh, if you're targeting the Gen Xers or whatever, <laughs> they're getting... watching red and stimpy. I'm like, well... They're getting I think, neutered. I think a lot of, like, 30, 40-year-old people got better stuff to do than watch a worse version of the show that they liked when they were a child. And I don't know if you know this, but oftentimes you'll rewatch something and it does not hold up. And I'm guessing. That is accurate. <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched Old Ridden and Stimpy in a while. But I think for what, it, used to, it was on one of the streaming platforms and I, I think I tried to watch a little bit of it and I'm like, well, maybe maybe this was good. It was a waste of, waste of time. In yeah. brain space. It wasn't good. So I don't know. I don't think that, uh, I, I just don't understand why they keep doing this. Is it because yeah. they, uh, they could be doing a thing, I guess. It could be like, uh, I saw and there was a controversy about a, a new animated show, and they're making all these animated shows that are for grown ups and stuff, and they have like 
potty mouth stuff and adult themes. And, uh, and if they're doing that, they're like a, a dirty version of Ren and Stimpy, like dirtier, and they use swears. Oh, okay. It, I don't know, it's like, it's just grotesque, it's weird. I remember, I remember a weird scene of just like them eating their pea clump from like the cat box. It's just a weird like, uh, That's gritty. That was, one of my, that was actually, if you've ever cleaned a cat box, you know how disgusting it is anyways to just clean it. Um, it's just disgusting, I don't know. Uh, you gotta gross. do it. We got two cats. And, uh, There's a lot of feces. Around. I thought, I thought I remember reading that none of the original, <laughs> none of the original members. Is this that show? I can't remember. Is it that none of the original members were going? Oh yeah, because they tried to reboot that. Uh, I don't know, like five years ago or something, right? On Spike TV. Reboot what? Ren and Stimpy. Unless they're confusing know. with another one. Maybe, I don't know. But they, I remember that. None of the original people will be on there. And I don't know. I don't know what the point is. Mm. Maybe you said nostalgia berries or whatever, nostalgia bucks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who they're trying to cash in on. But they're, uh, it only makes sense to me in that context. If they're doing like going adult theme and, and making it like dirty. And it's for all these people that are watching these uh, adult-themed cartoons that are out on the Netflix and stuff nowadays. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, we got some more comments. Uh, uh, we got one comment here says, Ah, Wesley Snipes. Uh, Bobo had a Nino Brown action figure. And I think that that's amazing. Nino Brown... Wesley Snipes action figure. It's wonderful. Wesley Snipes is a wonderful action <laughs> hero. Okay. <laughs> he is. I'm not discounting that. What are you trying to say? Are you dissing Wesley Snipes on the Trigger Media podcast? Folks, uh, I'd like to I, announce I, right now no. that we're looking for a new co-host <laughs> for the Junior Medium Podcast. Someone who really respects Wesley's <laughs> oh, No, the guy gave me... <laughs> our assistant gave me the wrong talking points. Oh, that <laughs> But then I saw something Sorry about... Sorry about Wesley Snipes. Blade is great. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that still, but... You have not watched Blade? I have not watched Blade, no. That's weird. Blade's a... It, it is. A good movie. I've heard nothing but awesome things about it. You know what I've heard that isn't awesome? <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> this this Pick your news, poison. <laughs> this Red and Stimpy adjacent news. Apparently, the original, oh. the original creator of Ren and Stimpy uh, was a pedophile. And oh, of course. <laughs> There's no... Oh my gosh. And uh, he uh, apparently uh, used his platform to, uh, to lure in children and victimize them. 
And uh, one of the victims of <laughs> Ren and Stimpy's creator says that rebooting the show is a disservice to the people that were victimized because seeing Ren and Stimpy on TV will help them relive their trauma. I say hey, you know what? <laughs> I say Whatever this is gets a great argument for keeping it off TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's trash anyways. And it as actually goes to prove that trash begets trash, so. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I thought to myself, because generally I'm like, how does a TV show created by, it's like, I don't know, I guess it makes sense. I, having not been a victim in such a way, it's hard for me to understand. But I guess it's like every time a Coley Culkin hears Thriller, same situation, I suppose. No. No? Probably not. Well, you never know. Like I said, unclear to me. <laughs> you don't want to contribute to this part of the I, don't I, I don't know. I don't know if that would be of. It seems a little. Uh, the, the 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 logical jump seems a little. Uh, I don't know if it's. I don't know if the guys get any money from, any revenue from that. Uh, the reboot, because then I could see how that would maybe be like he should be punished because of his crimes, um, a disservice to the victims. It's I don't I don't know. It's a disservice to it's, honestly, it's a disservice to anyone and everyone to have that show up, as, as I've mentioned before. Whatever, not that thirty-seven-year-old so. uh, uh, housewife right now sitting at home drinking her mis her Moscato spritzers or whatever. She ran out of episodes of Dance Moms to watch. She's like, I remember Ren and Stimpy. This justifies me dropping twenty bucks a month on my Netflix subscription. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why they do things. I just I don't know how the business model exactly works either. How the exclusive, oh. non-exclusive titles, and then you have to create a library that's incentivizing subscriptions. So they don't have any ad revenue yeah. or anything or whatever. But they have yeah, to buy stuff their... to put on there. But at the same what time, are flagships. Ah, go ahead. Uh, I don't know how they how you get paid as a creator. They buy your show, but it's valuable for you to be on there in the first place, right? So it's almost like you could almost charge them to get on your platform if you had like, like imagine Netflix six years ago or whatever before uh, streaming services took off. Like, oh, you want to be on Netflix? People see your movie. All right, got to pay us ten grand. We'll put a little picture of it up here, and then people can see it. We'll give you ten cents of you. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know, because uh, it seems to be like uh, they're, you, you mentioned the content generation, and uh, in, it's like uh, it's its own channel, you know, it's NBC or whatever, you know, instead of Matt Lauer, they have someone else, I don't know. On demand, though, Adam, you can watch whatever you want, whenever you want, then you can yeah, sit well, there all day. Everyone else is going on demand, too. Eat seven bags of potato <laughs> chips. Yes, I was just thinking of the Doritos and the soda. Oh, just, uh, you know, nestled right up there. Back, in the, <laughs> back in the day, I had to drop five <laughs> bucks to watch one two-hour VHS tape. <laughs> what, a Blockbuster? Uh, we didn't have Blockbuster. It was the hardware store. Schnook's hardware store had a, a yes. video rental section. Back by the Lazy Boy nice. Recliners. <laughs> uh, we never did the we only did the library uh, it wasn't it's like hey can we go to Blockbuster no <laughs> well, for our library there was a place next to the grocery store I can't remember what that was called I don't know if our library had any video media oh we had, we had like five or six they were on like the giant turnstiles and you had uh, uh, they were fitted nicely you had to look up you know, look at the video, what one you wanted, and then get the number off of that, and then go to the turn, the turnstiles, and flip through, and then uh, try and hope that it's in num numerical order, as they <laughs> say they are, uh, and then try and find it. You're like a uh, a uh, library video watching aficionado, though, so. You go from way back. Did you know that they have a, the library even has a video renting streaming service called Hoopla. You get on Hoopla and you can check out a movie that the library has a digital copy and you can watch that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. L limited, you're limited to like, uh, at least here, you're limited to about like four titles a month, I think. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was, it was whatever yeah. you have outstanding. You can only have so many outstanding. I didn't know there was a limit on the number of shows you could watch well, on. It might have changed. Yeah, that's yeah, you got to be careful. That's, uh, at least that's what I uh, used to be not too long ago. So, like, if you wanted to watch four episodes of a show, then, uh, oops, wait till next month. Like, get, like, digital comics and stuff off of there. Um, why not? You can get books too. Audio books. That's fun. They have pirate versions on on YouTube of just some schmucks reading stories. Sometimes I just stick one of those that. on and I go to sleep at night. I'm like, huh? Oh, <laughs> some, some rando reading the Silmarillion? <laughs> Stop, <laughs> sign me up for that. That'll put me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the chat's blowing up. Oh, there's a bunch of reminiscing about Schnook's True Value. The hardware store in Meneer. Oh. And uh, they do remember that it was right next to the recliner store or chairs in the back. Now, Fuzzy Clark <laughs> comments, they sold mailboxes even though Meneer did not have house delivery. And that's true. They sold everything. <laughs> it, was, it was a general store. Yeah. Uh, 
But they had mail delivery out in the uh, farming rural communities, Eugene. They had, wait, they did have mail? The post office worked? Yeah, the post office, they didn't have house-to-house -house mail delivery. You had to have a post office box. And then you would go to the post office and pick oh, up your yeah. mail if you lived in town. If you lived in the yep. rural, outside of town, then you would have uh, mail delivery. But uh, poor uh, victims of the uh, Red and Stimpy creator led right into me finding uh, that people are just now realizing that child sex trafficking in the, <laughs> in the world, and particularly in this country, is actually a problem. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's actually a, a form of slavery happening where people are being trafficked from across the globe to satisfy the sick desires of monsters and their depraved Absolutely. predations. And nobody yeah, really uh, was talking about it until crazy people got a hold of this. And it creates definitely it creates this weird situation. For example, this, uh, there have been <laughs> rallies nationwide about a commendable thing to rally about ending child sex trafficking. I don't know anybody who would be against that. Uh, well, but the slavers would. Well, obviously. But the, uh, apparently. There's a thing out there called QAnon. QAnon. I don't know much about this, other than offhand references on a couple Joe Rogan podcasts I've seen, and there was that Pizzagate situation where that guy showed up at that pizzeria with a rifle, like two years ago or whatever it was. Right. Anyway, so this lady on the Twitter says. Save the Children rallies are being held in some 200 cities. Before you pick up a sign or read about them in credulous local news coverage, know that they're just in real-life QAnon events. And I said, much like a protest to end oppression at the hands of overzealous police officers that if you went out on a rally and you were saying we need to end child sex trafficking I don't think just because there is a handful of people in the crowd shouting insane things like Tom Hanks is running a child sex cult wherein they eat the children to absorb their youth to maintain their longevity for years and years just because that guy's in the crowd, that it would deprive your righteous and noble endeavor to draw attention to and demand action on this this thing, that it would yeah. be wrong. So there's this weird pushback. And if you don't know, you can see how it would directly fuel into these QAnoners who think there's some grand conspiracy of... Uh, 
<laughs> the media cover of it up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, look at all these people. They're saying that people rallying and protesting against child sex trafficking are just a bunch of conspiracy theorists. See, they're after us. They want to shut us up and silence us. See? And then they'll feed yeah. into it. Just no, did a search. I, uh... What? Go ahead. Before I start jumping. No, go ahead. Then the next thing, <laughs> just did a search for events like this in central Illinois. Sure enough, there was one in Peoria oh, yes. six days ago. And WBD oh, no. covered it as if it was a harmless rally of concerned citizens, with no mention of Q. But if you watch the video, you can see Q's symbols and hashtags on their signs. That's, yeah, that's true. You, These, can't, you can see that. These people, they shouldn't be out there demanding that the government or whoever do something <laughs> about ending child sex trafficking because there's a couple of people holding QAnon signs in the crowd. Yeah, it really, uh, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you didn't know any better, <laughs> this, <laughs> it seems that uh, these, uh, the goal of these big, big journalists Big media, not not a small guys here at Trigger Media, but big media are trying to stifle, you know, <laughs> noble causes like speaking out against human trafficking. The uh, I looked at that, looked at the Peoria news coverage of it, and they actually had an article on their website. And if you look into it, I don't know, it's it's something that you can uh, you can anyone can look up and read. The organizer of the event. She had uh, her child last year, I believe, or a few months ago, was nearly abducted in front of her. And uh, that's why she organized this, uh, so she says, so she claims. And uh, she said that once that happened, she, kind of, she did the research, and she didn't realize how prevalent it is, uh, this, uh, the, the child, uh, the human trafficking, particularly the children. She said she had no, no idea how prevalent it was. And uh, I don't know, I think it's one of those instances, and uh, I don't know your thoughts on it, Zach, but it's it's like one of those, uh, it's so depraved that uh, maybe people want to just kind of like look the other way. Like you can't you can't even believe that it's so bad. Um, when I see something that's so depraved like that, I, it's the opposite. I sort of want to get everybody around me to, to take up arms and go find these bastards and roast them. Yeah, but it's like, uh, I don't know. Right, you know I'm. Uh, you know that I'm in the, the foster program. The fo I do uh, foster care and stuff. And uh, you know, there's a small community here of foster parents, and you hear stories, and and either through training or with other foster parents. And uh, <clears throat> if you were to say like, "Oh, <laughs> we've have, have have been in conversations where it's been like, oh yeah, and then you know, and this happened," you're like, eh, "Where?" It's like, "Oh, in this in the in town." In our town, this thing happened. It's like, yes, it, it happened. I don't know what else to tell. You. Are you sure that this wasn't a visitor from out of town coming into our town? Like, no, it's it happened, and this person's uh, you know born and raised, and they're degenerate. <laughs> I don't know how else to this this thing happens, and uh, people need to be more aware. And hash, hashtag save our children. Yeah. That's just a QAnon hashtag that's trying to promote conspiracy theories. Here's what you can do. Every time there's a noble cause and some 
conspiracy theorists try to attach themselves to it. You can ignore those insane people <laughs> and say, ah, regardless of the fact that somebody's trying to co-opt Pepe the Frog or whatever the heck it is. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean that the thing, the underlying thing, <laughs> is bad. Oh. It's like... If, if why don't they, this is, this is the, my thing, right? So it's like a, oh, QAnon's bad, and they make all these wrong, outrageous claims about X, Y, and Z, and they're bad. And by the way, they're bad. It's like you could have used your, you could have used the time and energy, well, it would have required more time and energy to do some, uh, some research for yourself and say, like, oh. QAnon is wrong because of X, Y, and Z that really does happen in fact. And they might be right about this noble cause and that this thing exists. And then you put out the facts in there and, uh, I don't know, how <laughs> how best to protect your children. Uh, it's not, none of those articles. It's just like tearing down QAnon as some conspiracy theory and also Orange Man is bad. Yeah. Orange Hitler... Uh has supported QAnon people in the past. And so, it's wrong. And no matter what, we can't talk about it. But I never understood why this isn't like front page news every day. It's just, it really uh, makes you wonder, what, what the hell is going on? <laughs> There's children being snatched right in front of their parents being sold into uh, human slavery in our very country. Yeah. And most people don't even know about it. Know that it's happening. And that's just like these weird isolated incidents where they're snatching kids. Here's some of these stories about these gangs that are like coercing teenage girls into having to work for them and this stuff, threatening to murder their yep. families if they don't abide by it. Yep. And there's like, oh, I don't know. I feel like we uh, we, need to, we don't need to report on that stuff that's happening. <laughs> hush, hush. Let's not no. tell everyone that it's, this is happening on your block. It's the same thing. It's like uh, you watch the news and you think, and they're like, oh, it's a slow news day. We're just going to report on this random dog that was running down the street. Or I don't know what the heck they talk about. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's how it is, yeah. And uh, it's like, are you serious? You can't, you can't be serious. I'm not a journalist. And I don't have my, uh, you know, tendrils out there uh, identifying all of the absurd stuff that's happening in this country. But like we talked about last time, there's insane political corruption. There's <laughs> human trafficking. There's There is still a war going on that this country's involved in, in like three or four nations. And that is hardly ever in the news. I don't even see those headlines talking about how many people died over the weekend or whatever anymore. They're used, yeah, what happened to those? I don't know. They, they had them all the time up through the Bush years. Yeah, I don't hear about that anymore. Those guys are just whatever. That's just the new normal, I guess. Nope. Some more soldiers died and we don't even know about it or what's going on in Afghanistan anymore. Nope. No, uh, no pictures, no names, no nothing. Yeah, this is all nonsense. I can't abide this. Ah, but the media's fine. 
They're the bulwark against oppression, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, they have whenever anybody special, says, you know. Yeah, whenever anybody yeah. says the news isn't doing a good job, those people are just trying to silence the fourth branch of government. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> uh... <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh... He's stroking out. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let me call with dispatch. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they didn't disconnect. Hashtag triggered. It's in the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't I don't get it. Uh, it's like uh, uh, the <laughs> call them a thing, fake news. And it's like, uh, 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 well, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> This is garbage. Is. Oh, hey, don't go out. There's this. There's these Save Children rally. I'm talking about advocating awareness for uh, human trafficking, and uh, which, by the way, it's uh, obvious for obvious reasons can't get a good number on the people who are being <laughs> trafficked. But apparently, you know, the uh, very accurate uh, estimated count. Um, puts the number at uh, people who are currently being enslaved either through uh, uh, labor or uh, sex work at uh, more than all other times, other human uh, eras combined currently. So like, like I said, I don't know how they came up with that number, but that's like, that's like figure that's the, to try and think about this. That's what uh, people put out there. Like, this is how many people are currently being trafficked. You know, you know your history books, and you hear about all the various forms of slavery that existed all throughout human history. Combine all those, and that's what you get today. Oh More my gosh! Yeah, that's not news, Adam. What you want us to take away from <laughs> Trump said mean thing at press conference? Yes. Um, <laughs> well, that's the and <laughs> that's the that's the other thing too is uh you know uh. There's a lot, and because there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that happened. Uh, I can't even remember when it was. Probably last year with the, uh, it, it's been memory hold with the kids, the quote kids in cages stuff. Uh, you know, people come across uh, coming into the United States, and uh, they have kids with them, and you don't know. <laughs> that's how. That's part of how like the, you know, human trafficking rings. You bring in kids. You don't know if the kid coming with the guy, the guy or the girl or the couple. You don't know if they're theirs. You don't know any of that stuff. It could be the next batch of children that they're going to traffic around the United States, slip in, and then those kids disappear. Right. And that's why those uh, people that were objecting to that particular thing sort of went too far. It's like, okay, I mean, I get it that you don't like the pictures of of these people being put in like dog kennels and things and I agree right but I think that has more to do with the volume of people they were trying to pro process than whether or not they should right. be processed yes you have to know who they are and what they're doing and uh, <laughs> and what exactly is happening particularly if they're making asylum claims or whatever else they're trying to do 
They started putting them up in hotels, and people started objecting to that. And I'm like, you can't win. There's there's no way to win that game. So you just have to just kind of ignore these people that are trying to say that for whatever reason. This is monstrous. Not since FDR interred the Japanese has such an egregious sin been committed against people in this country by detaining migrants on the border for processing and intake. And I'm just like, this is why no one can take you seriously, because you say this nonsense, it doesn't make any sense. You go too far, and then people say, obviously what you just said is not sane. It, 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 you can't, you can't apply that rationally. You just, what, just let them go? Maybe not detain anybody? Take, take away all the immigration laws and the board? I mean, okay, if you want to do that, but the laws are still in place right now. You can't not enforce the... Yeah. It's so like, you well, say stuff you like this, and there's like, that, okay, uh, I can't take anything you say seriously now. You know, Zachary, I definitely, uh, I distinctly remember a uh, proceeding in in the U.S. Congress uh, that happened back in last uh, October, November, December, January. I can't remember the actual month, but uh, I was told several times over that no one is above the law, not even the U.S. president. No one is above the law. So law must be followed. The rule of law must be followed. No one's above the law. This is true. But you're not supposed to enforce the law in ways that are <laughs> Some of said. Oh, wait. Whoa. That, wait, child's, that child's been in this country for 20 years. If you deported them, it would be mean. Child? Yeah, they came here when they were one or whatever. And then, <laughs> 20, 20 years have 20 passed year and child. they've lived in this country, and so <laughs> then deporting them would be too mean. How can you enforce the laws that Congress controls and could change at any time as they're written? Yeah, no. It's so mean. Oh, my God. <laughs> change the dang laws, yeah. idiots. The people griping about it have the power to do it. That's what I'm saying. It's like every time Nancy Pelosi gets up there and objects to the uh, dream fiat, the dreamer fiat that Obama issued because Trump tried to repeal it. <laughs> and then the court said he couldn't because he didn't follow the proper administrative protocols for enacting or repealing uh, uh, rules. For repealing it. Yeah. For repealing it, yeah. Even though the way it was enacted was questionable in the first place. Yeah. Uh, it's been in effect for a while. It's the norm, rulemaking processes, etc., etc. I just don't know, man. They, it's whatever politics is nowadays. It's just not actually doing anything that would fix the thing. It's fixing, and it's been like this forever. I remember some stuff like this. Why wouldn't why wouldn't politicians get together and come to some compromise on abortion rules? Why wouldn't they come together and come to some compromise in solving these intractable issues that we seem to 
bring up every election cycle is because they don't want to solve them because they wouldn't give them things that they can fight about then. And I don't know if this is just the cynical thing where it's like, well, we can then use that to play off of each other and then keep this system going that just enriches us and doesn't ever do anything. Or if it's that thing that uh, they're like, well, we don't want to compromise. It's going to be all our way or no way. And if we keep this yeah. going, one day we'll have the power. One day we'll have the presidency, <laughs> both chambers, we'll have the power. Congress, and we'll pass all these crazy laws that we want to get done the way we want to get them done. And there'll be no one to stop us. And they even get that sometimes. Was it the first term of, of President Obama? The Democrats had the presidency, got the, both the chambers two of years, Congress. The first two years, because he got a, a couple extra seats uh, because of the, the voter turnout and, the, and, and stuff swung his way pretty, pretty drastically. So, yeah, he got like a super – I think he got a super majority he did. for the – He had it all. Man, and then the, they don't realize. The first two years. And I don't know, because I, I like to say that they didn't realize, but I don't know if they do or not. That, as soon as you do that, the same thing happens. Like, if we didn't have two parties, right, there wasn't an opposition party and a majority party or whatever. If there's just one party, it wouldn't. they wouldn't all agree all the time. There would be defections no, then, and there would be stratification within the party itself. And so you, you can never yeah. do that. There's never a time, there will never be a time in a liberal democracy where you're going to have unity of thought to such a degree like they would have like in communist China, for example, where the party dictates and everybody must follow or they'll take a quick helicopter trip. But I don't know. I it's like evil or dumb. And then, right. and then yeah. I, I yeah. I think it's more dumb, honestly. <laughs> and then I always default back to we're all just like a bunch of incompetent swarm of ants doing whatever we're programmed to do. Anyway, we're getting on a bit here. There's one thing I wanted to cover before we left our current uh, running coverage of the unrest in the great city of Chicago. In latest news, the great mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, <laughs> was upset because there was going to be protesters on her block. Oh my gosh, these protesters, they could pose a threat to the mayor and her property. <laughs> so she needs to say that there aren't a lot of protests on her block. And I said, other than this being gross hypocrisy on the position that this person has taken regarding protests throughout the city, and regardless of the fact that yeah. this is a gross violation of First Amendment rights of people to peacefully protest, <laughs> this, is, this is one of those things we talk about would not be an appropriate time, place, manner, restriction. No, you just can't protest around the mayor's house anymore. Why? Uh, yeah. Hand-waved hand safety issues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's not even her house anymore. It's like the block. Yeah, yeah, this whole block. You can't protest on it anymore. Yeah. 
It's just but coming hey, in at least, on uh, the heels of all of this nonsense. So, old Mayor Lightfoot, I don't know if she's going to make it. She's had a... She's on a bit of a roller coaster ride these days. Oh, definitely. As, um, as I don't know are, if she's... Uh, as are we all, of course. <laughs> uh, it does not seem like she's got Chicago uh, governed as well as, you know, former mayors like Mayor Rahm oh Emanuel. I believe that he was having people off. <laughs> He was having people. Oh, there's no, there's no organized crime in Chicago. He was a kind of a scary guy. I don't know. <laughs> he was. I would say he was stern. I don't know about scary. I'll say this about. He's like the uncle you go to. He's the uncle you go to when you have a problem, and he takes care of that problem. Yeah. What's that sound like? <laughs> you, you can even, you can call him Uncle Rom. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, she was thrown into a situation, right? It's like, you know, all of a sudden you're dealing with, like, riots and unrest, pandemics. Yeah. Not being invited know. to she beach have, parties. Uh, <laughs> she might have uh, higher political aspirations, which is why she took such a strong anti-Donald Trump stance. Um, I don't even but, remember any of that. I just remember the whole thing. Our she current. didn't want she didn't want Donald Trump's goons, oh. marshal, U.S. marshals in the oh with the with the uh, federal agents coming in and quelling the violence. Yeah. I see. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 you know, erupted even more after. <laughs> they didn't and, uh, need him. Have they? Did, they she got are on they TV still raising the, the bridges every night? Oh, I. I think they're still raising the bridges every night so that they, they can't get downtown. Disrupts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What a mess. She got on TV with the governor and said that the state uh, police uh, agencies had it under control. We didn't need any federal agents coming in there and rabble rousing. No. This, yeah. is, this is, by the way, the same governor that got on TV and was crying at the start of the pandemic because uh, federal government daddy didn't come in and pay all the bills and give them all the stuff they needed. Oh, Trump's not helping us fight the pandemic. Oh, I'm the governor of one of the <laughs> most powerful states Maybe. in the country and I, I want someone else to do my job for me. <laughs> a, I don't know. Maybe he should. Maybe he should sell more toilets or whatever. Oh, yeah. Rip, well, I don't know. He's got all these extra taxes. He doesn't want to be paying. Talk. Hey, talk about uh, yeah. examples of rich guys doing whatever it takes not to have to pay an extra dime in taxes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's not livable. <laughs> it doesn't have any toilets in it. You paid a guy two grand to pull all the toilets out of there. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's oh, no corruption in Illinois politics. It's all made up no. by the conservative yeah. leading media. The gall, the... <laughs> <laughs> He's got the gall, the gall to tell uh, <laughs> Mr. Speaker that if it's true that the bribery and corruption, if the bribery and corruption is true, he needs to step down. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let me just pull. Let me, let me just pull up that clip of him on the phone with the governor. 
<laughs> the old governor, the one that was in prison. Oh, the old governor. Oh, no. <laughs> nah, I was talking about when he told uh, Mr. Speaker that if, it's, uh, if the corruption is true, he needs to step down. And the speaker stood up and he, he said, so it's treason then, and pulled out this <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> he just looked at him and he sucked his very soul out of his eyes. I told you I met Mike Madigan one time. I shook his hand and it was cold. Cold to the touch. <laughs> yeah. Did he have a reflection? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't have my mirror on me to test that. <laughs> well, I guess he's... Are there, are there any real photographs of him? I mean... <laughs> I'm in a photograph with him. I have it someplace. Oh, oh okay. So that rules out <laughs> vampire. I don't know. They think they can be photographed. <laughs> they just uh, have no reflections and sparkle in the sunshine. No, oh, no. That's the wrong. That's fan fiction, vampire. That's not the real. <laughs> I'll tell you, she made, not the real stuff. Like, I, like I've said, that universe, if you follow the rules, is interesting. And I think that they could have, she could have done a lot more with it. The old Twilight universe. It's just like Harry Potter. Yeah, wait, uh, wait 20 years and then there'll be Twilight rebooted, dark and gritty. She's coming out with a new one. No. Yeah. It doesn't have. No, that's been in the that's been like for ten years. No, it's coming up. There was uh, Breaking Dawn was the last one, and now that she's coming up with a new one, it's called Midnight Sun. I'm pretty sure about this. No, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, good thing from I before. That's uh. Yes, um, that was her thing, right? She was going to do that, and then uh, she sent it out to like her beta readers or whatever, and they posted it online. It's got a pomegranate on it. It's right here. Boom. From the web. Midnight Sun. 8-4-2020. It just came out. <laughs> what? A pomegranate? I don't know <laughs> literally anything about this. <laughs> Other than I saw it. And, uh... <laughs> and I said to myself, my Twilight fan fiction of High Noon, Alexander the Demon Blade, <laughs> available on my blog. <laughs> oh my goodness. Was probably the best Twilight story that I've ever read. But you take into account all the rules and you can do interesting things. You can, like, and it's just like it shows this bizarre lack of creativity within the world of the individuals residing in it. And it's like nobody thought that you could probably use some sort of flamethrower on a vampire. They're, like, highly flammable in this story. Like, they can just, like, put a match to them and they go up like kerosene in a couple scenes. <laughs> yeah. But they're fighting each other with, like, teeth. The whole time. I was like, this is strange. This doesn't make any sense. And similarly, in, in Harry Potter, it's like, okay, uh, magic's fine, and, and I'm sure they're quick on the draw, but if you had a sniper rifle with supersonic ammunition, you could probably take out Voldemort. <laughs> why, did, why didn't they have... And yeah. in the, in the lack of... Uh, they're, they were doing a thing, I don't completely understand, but um, where 
they never developed technology in the wizarding world because it was all uh, they used magic. They don't they don't need dishwashers. Yeah. They've got magic. I'm like, okay, that's nice. Except for <laughs> uh, uh, magic, costs you whatever it costs you to do it. And something's just more Cost efficient. Soul, Zach. And it's not that they didn't have it because they existed in a world where muggles developed technology. So cell phones existed. Hermione's parents were dentists. Yeah, but there was sake. like there was like anti electronic spells or some garbage. But you get into that where you could do some uh, some interesting stuff to have like machinations and stuff and, and like uh, you could have uh, like, but you get into like steampunk style or gaslight style literature, and it kind of departs from that. I don't know. It made for better CGI for the movie adaptation. <laughs> it just makes sense. There would there would be a smart guy who would find ways to incorporate, uh, you know, whatever modern technologies that those moguls were coming up with into their thing. And Twilight had its own little vampire army whose whole shtick was going around murdering other vampires for stepping the toe out of line. And these guys, yeah. they even had they even had descriptions of vampire wars and things. And in the entire yeah, history, really cool. in the entire history of all of that stuff, no one said, "Hey, you know what we got?" I don't want to alarm you guys, but guns exist. <laughs> we could probably shoot them. I don't think that would work. Our skin's so hard. Yeah, but we catch fire like a book of matches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I recommend. Look up my blog. It's uh, leisureandfervor.blogspot.com, uh, and uh, you can read my Twilight fanfic chapter. Called Alexander the Demon Blade, Twilight High Noon. It will be published. You should put it in the link, in yeah. the in the description. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll do that one of these days. Anyway, no, you should do it. <laughs> anyway, folks, that's our show for tonight. If uh, you want to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter handles are conveniently located right below our portraits, and the Trigger Media Twitter account is located right there in the middle. Uh, subscribe, like, and share this video around all your friends who might enjoy it and all of the Twilight commentary. You know any, <laughs> any, oh, no. any Twihards out there that might really enjoy uh, this conversation about Twilight and how good Twilight is? Share this video with them. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. I know Adam does. He's the biggest Twihard I've ever had. <laughs> I've read the books. They're, they're okay. They're, oh. I've read worse. <laughs> and on that note, one more trigger for the night. <laughs> That's our show for tonight, folks. You have a great night and take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>